Welcome to Survivor Cast. International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. Don't you mean Lulu? Don't you mean your Lulu? It's Dan the Pod, part of our two UK with love series. It's Survivor UK Pulau Tiga, episode number six. Redux. What a performance, huh? What a performance. Almost as good a performance as those survivors this week, huh? (laughs) Yes. Um, In which challenge? When they had to fucking... (laughs) Okay, well, let's get into it. Well, first off, I want to address Mm. the queen. Oh, oh, okay, we have Alert. We have some news from our one of our UK correspondents, Peter. The, one the, of the one of the two UK Peters. But th- no. Well, because no. Peter, no, 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 because the other Peter also no. dropping invaluable info that you don't even know about because you go, don't go on Twitter. Maps. I go maps on Twitter once a day to make a singular tweet and don't look at anything, but I make. That I guess tweet. we need a different title for okay. the second UK Peter. Mm. The info master. Mm. The drop king. Uh I feel like our UK Peter. Listen, we I don't love know. all the UK Peters. Okay, it's just hard. It's hard when we there have are three. Two. We have three. Fuck. Because there's also Peter the model. He's also one of our UK. Are you kidding me? Of course not. Okay, well There's honestly there's, there's Peter the OG. Okay. What about Peter Rabbit? No, there's Peter O'Toole. There is Survive Reviver UK Peter OG. Survive Reviver Peter OG. Yes. Okay. Uh oh, someone's been having some Fourth of. Oh, we have to also address it's the Fourth of July. It's the Fourth of a lie. What was that? Fourth of a lie. I mean, explain to the good people why you're saying that. I mean, because we declare it as quote unquote Independence Day, but we don't recognize it as full Independence Day until June 19th, recognizing when all people of all colors were considered free in the United States. Because although July 4th was considered the day of independence, we still own slavery and we're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I love you monologuing overborn in the USA. <laughs> Welcome to what the fuck? Survivor Cast. Fourth of a lie. Special recording. <laughs> there you go. That was my intro. That's what my intro would be like. I don't like that you end in like a Pac-Man womp 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 voice. <laughs> So, so much to talk about. Yes. Okay. But yes, the queen has issued Cody we, a collection of challenges. There's no better time to talk queen than 4th of July, right? Because that's when we kicked her in the ass. That's a little much, don't you think? Mm, Come on. That's when we... Are you... You need that's to, like... When well, we no, s- hold on a second. First of all, you're drunk, so you're real rowdy. So, oh, keep that... drunk yet. You're definitely drunk. And also, I just want you, like, you can't swing between 4th of July, this and that. Also, you're clinking your straw, your metal straw, quite a bit. You can't swing between 4th of a lie and then also, we quit the queen in her ass, America, <laughs> within the span of a minute from America. anti-America to super jingoistic nationalism, just, <laughs> you know, breakneck pace. Is Are your you... neck okay? Do okay. you need, do you so need the queen, assistance? The queen issued a decree through the Survivor Reviver, as drunken 4th of July Jackie has named him. Survivor Reviver, the, the OG. We have, I have 
four tasks Cody. I have to complete. Cody has. To regain my cockney key. Bullshit. You don't... What? You, okay, really? it's super fun, but I still don't think that you should get your privileges back until Peter comes back on and you win them back on a second round of Cockney Mind, Cockney Rhyme. Even if completing all four of these very difficult tasks, <laughs> all four of All them, four. Okay, fine. You're all such four a of baby them. about it. You, like, got your way that all four, but even that's not enough. You also have to be beaten in a game of Cockney Rhyme or Cockney Mind. Because if anyone were to listen to last night's drop of Stella... You're definitely speaking in a Jamaican accent, which listen, is already listen, breaking listen, the rules. Listen. So, yes, I think you should have the punishment because you have broken the rule of speaking in accents since you've lost the privilege. Can I speak? I feel like you should be punished by making you do these tasks, and you should still not have to be able to speak in a... Until you earn it back that way. The stifling of me that's occurring on this podcast <laughs> is insanity. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if Peter and the other podcasts are involved in the hashtag top of the pod Survivor South Africa Fantasy League. <laughs> Go check her at INT SurvivorCast for details. I don't know if they're involved in Let's Hatch up this Cockney rhyme, Cockney mind game, knowing Cody will lose, strip him <laughs> of his accent privileges, and then that's going to tear the podcast apart. What? Sinking the number one survivor podcast what? in the world. Why is it tearing us apart? Hashtag it's not tearing fuck us apart. you, Rob has a podcast. We're married. It's tearing us apart in podcast world. Jokingly. We're not going to pull a fucking Doughboys. Is it Doughboys? No, it was Harmontown. Mm, and I like mean, be a podcast where you podcast with your wife and then they listen to our marriage like <laughs> disintegrate into nothingness. I mean, it honestly kind of applies to Doughboys as well. See? You consider the Doughboys married, which they essentially are. Oh. So the challenges, which must be completed to revive my cockney key. Cock. Knee key. Knee. Now we have to get one of the Spice Girls to respond to in some way interact or respond to the podcast. I think that they should have to come on the podcast. That's insane. That's too just high like of a we should make Whoopi come on the podcast. I mean, if we can get one on the pod, of course, but to have that be a requirement would be something that's never going to happen, almost certainly. I mean, wouldn't it be great if they came on the final five and played the Spice Girl game with us? Maybe one of them's a huge Survivor fan. Maybe we can get them on. It seems unlikely. Task number two. We have to... I have to. I keep saying we. <laughs> uh, I can speak in accents, mate, because I won the Cockney Mine Cockney Rhyme Challenge. You... Like accidentally fell into victory. I'm a fucking winner, mate. Okay. I have to cook up some beans and toast in the Survivor Cast International Kitchen. Which your loving wife went shopping for today. Mm -hmm. So look for that. We're gonna drop a video <laughs> on our YouTube. Mm -hmm. I mean, I appreciate you so much. While <laughs> I slaved away at work on the fourth of July while all the other husbands got to light fireworks and chase puppies in the park. Aww. As we do in the 4th of July. Why didn't you get America. me a puppy today? The traditional 4th of July puppy. Yeah. For the first year of marriage. I know. What the we fuck? We name it George Washington. Failure. Yeah, we bad... name him after our favorite president. Yeah, George Washington. No, so he'd obviously be Bushy. Oh, nah. which one though? Bush Sr. Bushy Sr. Bushy Jr. <laughs> Just kidding. We'd name him Rutherford B. Hayes. No, we'd name him Teddy. We'd name him Grover Cleveland and only feed him cheese until he was really fat and got stuck in the tub, just like the real Grover Cleveland. We'd name him Carter. After Jimmy Carter? No, after uh, the <laughs> Kurt Kennedy. No. What? Carter Kennedy? No. President? No. We'd name him Carter. The one that after got Jimmy shot Carter? before he became president. Before he became president? Yeah, he was, like, working with the farmer's workers. Oh, that Robert one. Kennedy? Yeah, that one. Carter. <laughs> but you're not talking about Jimmy Carter, who is a good president. Yeah. Peanut farmer. Totally. Builds houses. Absolutely. We'd name him nothing because no president is good. True that. We'd name him Lincoln. We'd name him RuPaul because oh. 
in four in Greg. six years when Rue runs for president. Listen, RuPaul, we're just predicting it. RuPaul should not run for president. No more celebrity presidents. RuPaul's drag race. May the best drag queen win a million dollars. Win the presidency? That'd be great. All right. Let's get back. Yeah, that's what the country, the country will uh, unite around the drag queen president. That's yes, not going to further divide us right now. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for episode six? No, I'm still reading the test. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Sloppy drunk on the 4th of July. You're derailing everything, but we love it. I'm not sloppy drunk. Task number three. (laughs) Ma'am finds absence of the host during Survivor UK challenges to be disturbing. She asks that you select your favorite challenge and add a Cody commentary track to the video. So I got to propstify a Survivor UK challenge. Love it. Another video we'll be uploading soon to our YouTube channel. Maybe we'll start doing videos more often. Cool. And then task number four. Um, I have to watch an episode of either The Crystal Maze, The Krypton Factor, or The Cube. One of each. One oh, of okay. each. I think there's actually specific episodes the Queen has picked out. Season one, episode 13 of The Crystal Maze. Uh, season one, episode one of the Krypton Factor, which I assume is some type of Superman reality show, right? They're going to like shoot people with like gamma rays. How and are shit. we going to get access to these? I, there's links. What? And uh, season nine, episode four of the cube. Watch them. All. Do you think in the, they Watch just uh, put you in like a, a cube and then slowly squish you? you? I think that you're in a cube and people watch you. Mm. Maybe. I think that's it. And talk about you. Mm-hmm. And you can hear them, but they can't hear you. And you're supposed to perform. You've been cubed, mate. <laughs> okay, now get... Okay, now, right now there! Can, okay, okay. Fucking right Hold there, on. man! Now, okay, so I, another thing to circle back to. You brought up my supposed... I just said, you've been cubed, mate. I can say the word mate. You didn't say it like that. I did too. Roll back the tapes. You've been cubed, mate. You have been cubed, mate. Mate, mate, matey, matey. This is obnoxious, okay? Ah. Just because you're drunk doesn't mean you can just go crazy Robin Williams over there. (laughs) Mate, mate, pirate cartoon. No, I was only speaking an accent over you lying and pretending you weren't using an accent again. I didn't say it in a frog voice 30 times in a row. Thank you very much. On the 4th of July, our podcast is going to Civil War and you're the South because you're enslaving me from my use of accents. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, it's a real disapproving look you're sending my way. Um, so is the entirety of our listener audience. They love my hilarious antics and... Addressing the how <laughs> Stella got her groove back, controversy, the accusations you're throwing my way. On the very first UK episode, post the Cockney Mine, Cockney Rhyme Challenge, which I'll admit I lost. Graciously and humbly, <laughs> I will admit that I lost. The first episode post the game, I asked for clarification from on-site commissioner Jacqueline Doyle, Eustace, and was told I'm allowed to use regional dialects that apply to me. Now, Jamaica's awfully close to North America. Is all you have say. never and been canceled further... <laughs> more than right now. Furthermore... That's like you saying that you can use a Latin <laughs> fucking... Like Colombian. No, you can't. And it's the 4th of July. You know, we used to be part of England. So, I mean, technically, I should be able to use the British. Fine, you can't use regionals either. Every accent in your entire <laughs> repertoire well, is canceled. Fair. That's not what I was wanting. Well, that's what you get hmm. for being a little powder over there. <laughs> You're canceled. You've been canceled. All right. Can we get into the episode now? Let's hop into the episode. I mean, we had 15 minutes of fireworks at the top. All in good fun. All in good fun. We oh. love each other. All right. Last week, 
Jane went home. Yes. And I will remind you that we had our second immunity challenge disqualification because of James. Right. Everybody fucking sucks. (laughs) Everybody sucks. Everybody sucks. Especially James. (laughs) Jumping into this episode, the tribes are awoken at dawn. Mark Austin purposely fucking with their routines. Poke, poke. Poke, poke. It's 6 a.m. Get up. To bring oh, in... should I sing my good morning song? What is this good morning song? Have I never? I've sang it for you before. I mean, like, I just, before you sing the it. The little birdies. Good morning song. Is this like something you sing to the children at school or this something is... that was sang to you as so a child? At, at camp, our camp counselor would sing this. Okay. And then I've sang it twice to students who have fallen asleep in class. Okay, okay. I mean, you have to sing it now, obviously. I just like, have I sang my good morning song to you? And I'm like, well, <laughs> but have wait, I? I've lived with you for a decade. And no, you've never sang a <laughs> song to me in the morning. Good morning, good morning, the little bird said. Good morning, good morning, now get out of bed. All the small birds in the very small nest woke up and said, Good morning, good morning, the little bird said. Good morning, good morning, now get out of bed. I opened my eyes, rolled out of bed, opened the window, and smashed that bird's head. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Children, I'm sure, enjoy it. Uh, I mean, it can be traumatizing and funny. Okay, funny for the other kids that you're not waking up. Exactly. Or the ones who, like, don't really love animals. Teachers love to, uh, yeah, not PETA approved, that song. (laughs) You you know, you're not supposed to say beat the dead horse. You're supposed to say feed the fed horse. Right, so don't get too fat. Oh, just you should think of something besides smashing the birds' heads. Maybe smashing some peanuts around them to feed them. Ah, and smash nuts by heads. (laughs) For snack later on. There you go. There we go. Perfect. Edited. Peter so, approved. The tribes are awoken in the morning and brought to the mud volcano by Mark Austin because they're going to do a distress signal challenge. Yep. I, they, I guess the only reason really that they're brought to the mud volcano is just to, it's a good meeting point. Why don't they just like tell them in fucking the, tree mail? Yeah. I mean, like, anytime this type of challenge has been done before, it has been communicated via tree mail. Because he loves to make him go on that 40-minute walk. And he also loves to let us know how far they have to walk. Make him walk. And he's like, okay, I want you to imagine that you decided to host some shitty reality show. And now you're on an island and you hate every fucking moment of being on this island. I want you to put yourself in that headspace. And you can't take being on this island any longer. So you need to communicate. Imagine every second you have to interact with the stupid fucking rubes you're in charge of on this island is like driving a nail through your brain. So make a distress signal. That communicates that you want to be picked up. Not later. But right fucking now. Right now. Hashtag right now. And Mark Austin and another fellow whose name I'll have in a moment. It's later in my notes. Will check it out by chopter. By copter. Chopter or copter? Helichopter? Chopper? (laughs) Are you kidding? Who's drunk here? Who's been drinking? Some people... You know, they call it chopper. They call it. Are you listen? What? They call it the chopper sometimes. The chopper. Yeah, chopper. I just got mixed up for a second. (laughs) Chopper, copter, helicopter, (laughs) helichopper. They should invent the helichopper. It also can cut down trees. It can also make you dinner. (laughs) The helichopper. (laughs) Dinner and a show. (laughs) Damn. I'm sold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Hella Chopper. Dinner and a show. Our new sponsor. What the fuck is this? <laughs> the helicopter that makes me dinner? <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, all right. So Mark Austin's like, yo, because we're doing this so early in the morning, it's 
disassociating for them, so it's going to be way harder. <laughs> you think he's trying to make them disassociate? <laughs> yeah. So they split up. They go back to tribe. They got to make their sing symbols. Um, we go to Halong first, right? Yes. Andy has like experience. He doesn't say exactly what his job is, but he's experienced finding things and that he is somehow uniquely qualified to decide how this challenge will go. And they decide that like two different ideas would be smart. Right. That they're going to write out either pull off Tiga or help Aang. So yeah. like they're, you know, it's a play on pull out Tiga or Halang, which immediately I'm like, does it need to be a pun? Does it have to be a pun? Do we have to write so... Like, why are you even writing anything? Why is it such a long phrase either way? It's so stupid. And it's like, yeah, at no point did Mark Austin say it needs to be a, like, tongue-in-cheek pun on one of the words Not associated with the season. And then on top of that, Andy's like, then we're going to take the mosquito net and lay life jackets on top of it so we have that color contrast. Yes. There is so much debate over how they're going to write it and what word they're going to write. And it seems like they're just really overthinking it to a bizarre extent. Um, Simon is also cranky because he, he didn't get a poop. He's tired and he hasn't pooped. He didn't have his morning poop. I get up in the morning. I take my poop. I don't this need... This morning, they will... But like... I don't need to hear that from Simon. I gotta say. But you do. Because... Okay. Yes. It proves Mark Austin's point completely correct. What's his point? That by waking them up early and oh, taking them out of their routine, okay. it would make it much more difficult. Yeah, he's discombobulated them. I guess you're right. I mean, specifically in mm. Simon's case, Damn. boy didn't get his poop in. Yeah, routine <laughs> disrupted. All right, fair enough. Right? I stand I mean, hey! All right. Okay. Do you think they have like poop charts that they've been like tracking who poops when and they like specifically are, wanted like, to piss off we, Simon? If we start the challenge at 7 a.m., we're going to like disrupt 80% of these people's poop schedules. <laughs> um, Adrian is also pissed about the challenge. Yes. Adrian is very, I, you know, the tribe is very mean to Adrian. Andrew, Andy full on hates Adrian and is constantly calling him dead weight. And, um, I guess in this one, I start to understand a little bit where they're coming from here. A thousand percent. Almost immediately, Adrian is speaking about how he doesn't see the point of this challenge, how it's not intellectual or physical, and he's just whining the whole time. Now... Is he doing this with his hands on his hips? I know. <laughs> now, okay, because Andy makes this comment of, if you can capture on film a moment where Adrian isn't standing with his hand on his hips, you know, what an amazing piece of footage that would be, because I've never seen it. I'll pay you 50 bucks. 50 quid. Is this just lazy talk, or is there also a little bit of homophobia sprinkled in there? A is, little bit of, like, he's a femme, too, with his hands on his hips? Uh, I think it's more just like, yeah, he fucking, well. yeah, yeah, he fucking stands there looking at us, not doing fucking shit. Andy's, like, a real creep, and I want to also it, dig at him oh, further. we will talk but... <laughs> about that. My yes. God, the creepiness of this episode comes up for sure later. But I think, in all fairness, he is just calling Adrian lazy in that moment. Yes. They waste so much fucking time trying to decide if they're going to watch or write he or um, help Aang or pull out of Tiga. So both so complicated and not very clear. And they... If you're Ultimately, flying over, like, I, yeah. Well, if you're flying over, well, yes, both tribes succumb to this a little bit. <laughs> they Mark, ultimately decide to just make a massive X. Yeah, wouldn't it just be easier to do SOS or a big X? Wouldn't that, you know, be. Yeah, like, why the fuck? Like, when we get over to fucking Ular, my, like, my third note is like, why the fuck didn't anyone think of just writing SOS? Like, that's a very, like, universal sign of, I like, know. I need help. Come save me. Uh, I'm sitting here and need you. Please stop by. I feel like it would be almost my first thought to say help or SOS or X that 
almost immediately, I would just assume they're, that we're going to do one of those three things. The X, maybe not. That would be my least yes. immediate thing to think of. Andy is thinking that Charlotte is real fucking dumb. Calls her a loudmouth. Um, we do get this great the Mark Austin speaking over of like, oh, how long their normal disorganized selves can't get their shit together are going to die on this island and I'll be happy for it. And then with that, let's go to Ular. Well, is there... Well, they're also using mirrors. Yes. On theirs. They decide to like in the, but like in the execution of it, he like comes out to use the mirror ultimately like too late. It's not doing anything. It does nothing. They're fucking stupid. But before we get to that, so Ular, their complicated phrase that they almost go with is save six now. Yes. Which save I, six now. They're, and there's like, they get bogged down with this line of thinking of like, if it just says help, Maybe that won't speak to, like, the immediacy of it, that they won't realize that we, like, need to immediately be excavated or evacuated from this island. Excavated when they're dead, maybe. But they but. also decide to do it, like, they do the save six now and then decide that that doesn't fucking work. And then do, do just do, like, a massive X on No, that's, that's Halong. No. no. Yeah, we're still on Halong. No, we're on Ular now. Did we switch over to Ular? Yes. Oh, fuck. But then we, like, missed them catching a fucking lobster? Well, because that comes. That was before they do Save 6 Now. They were talking about doing Save 6 Now and ultimately don't go with it. And then True. it's like, okay, we're going to send Simon to go <laughs> fishing. And we get Mark Austin talking right. about how Ular is actually organized to the point where they can do survival tactics like delegate someone yeah, to go fishing true. while also correct yes sorry um so instead of doing save six now they ultimately decide to do like sos four or five times which again i mean it, i guess just the simplest thing works it does make more sense to write SOS multiple times than some one long complicated phrase that you're going to try to be reading while flying by in a helicopter that might ultimately just confuse you more than anything. Right. Like save six now. What does that mean? Who's six? What's six? I don't know. So Mark flies over the island with drop master Aziz, who I think the other Peter should be the drop master of the pod. Oh, that's great. There we go. He can be the drop master. Because he's got good specific Pulau Tiga info, too. Like Pulau he sent Tiga us, drops. He sent us a map of Pulau Tiga. What? Talking about like, oh, you know, it's not actually that far of a walk to tribal, so they must be going this way. Hmm. Invaluable info. Go to at INT Survivor Cast and look for it there. That's fucking sweet. Hashtag... Dropmaster Peter. Seems like I should maybe do more than just check our tweets once a day. So Mark and the Dropmaster Pete or Dropmaster Peter. Dropmaster Aziz. <laughs> I wish it was Dropmaster Peter. They are going to fly over the respective camps and decide who's got the better distress signal. Right. Um, and so ultimately they fly by Halong first. And see the giant X and like, all right, that's all right. Not bad, not bad at all, right? And then they go by Ular and see all the SOSs and the moving people and like, okay. That's the right. one. That catches our eye. It, it's very anticlimactic. Like every win in the show, it's just so anticlimactic. They have no ability to like build up any drama or tension before a win. This is when we learn that they're winning a crate that's going to be airdrop parachuted down to them but in hilarious uk fashion it misses the mark and lands like a mile out at sea a quarter of a mile so they've got us paddled out to get it right and when they get it back it's just full of fucking toiletries and electric fans and a fucking portable cd player with speakers mm-hmm and uh, a CD that apparently plays Christmas songs in the middle of. Are you this... sure this isn't a radio? It's like a Walkman. It's like a little like silver Walkman. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I thought maybe it was a radio and was just picking up Christmas hmm. songs. It seemed like it was also so. at one point picking up a non-Christmas song in yeah. the middle. I think it's give. I think it's a few CDs. Weird. 
Um, and they're really fucking pissed. I, well, I mean, it's like specifically they didn't give them food. It's like, oh, we know they're probably bummed out about this, but we decided to instead of giving them food, give them like, and they got some hammocks and some right. toilet paper and some blankets. So there are some creature comforts. <laughs> But there's definitely just some like random shit thrown in there that they're vocally unhappy about. They're like, is this a fucking booby prize? And like, no, they didn't get anything at all at the other camp. So this is a legit prize. They listen to some jingle bells. Zoe tries to do some shaving with the fan. Mick is really just like in despair over the pointlessness of the, the prizes. So angry. Um, and then we get Eve doing a little pop psychology, saying how men are from Mars and women are from Venus, and uh, just that it's interesting to see mm-hmm. how the men are kind of like angrily ignoring the disappointment of what they've won, while the women are having a fun time and joking about it. I mean, what would you do here? I mean, I... I don't know. I think I'd just be vocally like, well, that that was dumb. I don't know if I would like have a big laugh about it and like, oh, look, I'm shaving with the fan. I mean, I think I would like, have a fucking a laugh about it. I don't, I don't need to swing so hard in the other directions. It's not like you're actually getting any utility out of any of the shit. It's just now I'm goofing with the garbage and it's like, okay, I can just, I can be annoyed that they gave me garbage instead of like food when I'm hungry. Where Charlotte back at Halong is just pissed off that there was no like, oh, you did a fine job. Good pat on the back here. Charlotte's a baby. What does she think? Uh, Charlotte and Adrian, because Adrian over on Halong is just like, well, fuck that. We shouldn't have even tried. That was just a complete waste of time. Yeah. And then Charlotte's like, well, where's my participation trophy? <laughs> I don't even get acknowledged that the hard work I put in. Well, yeah, that's how the game. What are you thinking? What do you expect to happen? All disappointment. And then on Ular, they like, it seems like they're playing that fucking Walkman just all day and all night. Especially like they're all going to bed and like still listening to it yeah, that's what i mean like all day all night like through the evening it seems like mm-hmm. um back on halong before we go to the immunity we get a reminder that the merge is pending for mark and they're gonna eat all their fucking chickens before that happens this is creep moment number one for andy because he is talking about how all oh, this chicken it's so tasty, and it was very calm and very attractive when I pulled its head off, and now it's so delicious. Yeah. Calling it, like, calm and attractive is bizarre to me. Talks about having a little cuddle with it before snapping its neck. I think Andy is a serial killer. I mean, let's find out what happened after the show. Simon, on the other hand, is singing, feeling good, having a good time. And James is very worried that he's going to fuck up another immunity challenge and earn the wrath of his tribe. I mean, validly. Let's see what happens. Ready for immunity? Should we take a quick break before we head to immunity? Let's take a quick break. Love it. Welcome back. To Survivor Cast International. Survivor UK Redux. Episode 6. Coming back to the number one song, July 2001 in the UK, Another Chance by Roger Sanchez. I realized, Jackie, that we're ever approaching September 2001 on our coverage. 
Do you think the plane flew over Pulautiga? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Do you think they saw it? No, I don't think they saw it. Fuck. <laughs> I've never heard that song before. It's Roger Sanchez. I like it. I am amazed those Brits let a Sanchez get to number one at the charts. Doesn't seem like them. It's a good club mix. It's a good club mix. They UK love... is real clubby. Mm. Do you ever go clubbing in the UK? Yeah. Oh, damn. Like, quite a bit. Say no the more. The only time I've been clubbing was when I was living in, like, Scotland and we traveled around. A thousand stories in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not even go into it. No. Immunity. Welcome to Tangy Beach. There's going to be a multi-step, multi adventure challenge happening next yes you have to nominate a swimmer and a rower they have to swim to the boy the boy the boy the boy uh retrieve a bottle that has a map inside of it row back with a partner and then use the map to find both a key and a treasure chest the first tribe to open the chest after digging up open using the key to open it win immunity I feel like they're... <clears throat> and they don't know what's in that chest, baby. Pardon me. I feel like there should be a puzzle in the chest, and Ooh. you have to solve the puzzle. Modern Survivor would have that, right? They Just have that, one that more, extra step. that little mental step. It makes for a better balanced challenge, I would say. It certainly does. You really sobered up on that break we took. I did sober up. I, you know, stretched out. I drank lots of water. I splashed some water in your face. <laughs> Didn't you ever? It's definitely still the 4th of July. Hail the queen. <laughs> that was my hail the queen noise. You can hear the fireworks outside. Pop, pop, bang. <laughs> oh, no, ah. the neighbor. The oh, neighbor. no, the neighbor boy lit himself on fire with an <laughs> M80. All right. Wouldn't be 4th of July in America without a mass shooting and a child hurting himself with fireworks. Exactly. Both those things did happen. <laughs> yeah. All sure. right. <laughs> Okay, so Ular has Pete as their swimmer, and Charlotte, Charlotte, the model versus the beauty. And Charlotte can swim. Bitch can swim. Is that appropriate to call Charlotte bitch in a loving way? Mm. Girl can swim. There you go. Yeah, she swam really fast, but she can't dive down for the life of her. Or untie knots. No, she like can't go underwater and hold her breath long enough to untie a knot at all. She gets there way before Pete, but yeah, just can't get that fucking thing untied for the life of her. Uh, Clearly has never been to scout camp. Camp or like done her shoes. She's never had tie shoes. She only she's never had to untie only, her shoes. Only done Velcro. She can tie her shoes, but she couldn't <laughs> untie them for the life of her. Um, and you know, she definitely costs the lead big time. She does. Ular starts to pull away because of it. Mick is the rower for Ular, and James is the rower for Halong. Right. And Mick and Pete get back to the island. Before I think maybe Charlotte, Charlotte has untied the, the knot. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And you know what else is bad? What is bad? Ular has six players. Oh my gosh, I can't believe where this. Where Halong has five. They aren't doing the thing where someone sits out to even things up. No, they let all six players play in this challenge, meaning that when it gets to digging up the fucking chest... It makes a difference. It makes a huge-ass difference. And, like, if you've been winning multiple challenges and are eating more... Or it would if Halong didn't yeah. fucking suck. But we'll get to it. I think it's Halong that sucks. It's absurd. It's so, completely insane. Richard runs into the forest for Ular to find the key. And then eventually when they get back to the beach, Simon runs in the forest for Halong to look for the key. And Simon like catches like catches up some fucking time. He does. We've got this very poppy, like it, <laughs> the touchstone. It makes sense why Roger Sanchez is dominating the charts because that type of music is scene. really adamant on the soundtrack as well i mean if it's not gonna be jingle bells then it's gonna oh be fucking... yeah we'll get to it i really we was feeling like um doctor who revival okay that type of music i get that vibe yeah i want christopher eccleson to host survivor uk <laughs> christopher eccleson what's he up to he should host survivor uk when that it comes could back be fucking pitch it to peter 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 okay so richard gets the key first and then 
I th- I have a note here that both tribes are working at unburying the chest, but I think maybe only Ular has found the chest and Halong is still looking for their chest. At this point. And Richard, when he gets back with the key, like drops the key and dives into helping them dig up the chest. Right. When he arrives back on the beach, they have not unburied the chest no. fully, but they have found it. And he's like going to town immediately. There's not like He doesn't pause at doesn't all. pause. Doesn't take a bat a rest. Simon is lost and tired in the woods. And finally finds the key thing. Halong, I don't know if they... I'm uncertain if Halong have found their chest or not, or if they ever found their chest. I think they find it near the end. Ular has their chest unburied. They bring it to the podium. They claim victory. The chest we learn from a voiceover by Mark Austin, who is not there, who has not been narrating this challenge. Now, on the break... Yeah, fuck. On the break, some beans and toast were made, a video shoddily thrown onto YouTube, a video that I discovered accidentally loops back on itself and has the first segment so again. Funny. It's a little artistic flair just to, you know, how I feel trapped in a loop of beans in my own life. Oh my gosh. An endless loop of beans. Well, thank God that we're breaking nightmare. you free of that this weekend. So that challenge has been partially completed. I do want to do part two, maybe on our trip to Michigan this weekend. Oh, that could be where fun. Where something is legal and do some crazy beans on toast that maybe you don't join in on. I bet you, I bet you that Michigan has some Heinz. I bet beans. We're gonna travel all the way to the great, the shores of the Great Lakes, yes. UK listeners here in America, to find some Heinz beans. And make some crazy beans on toast this weekend. So look for our part two video. Hell yeah. But, uh, so Mark Austin did not narrate over the immunity challenge. Something that I will be doing when I complete queen task number three. But he does hop in to tell us that this chest is full of precious beer. Yeah. And fruit. Now, really tipping his cards as an alcoholic. Yes. Sweet, sweet, precious booze. My precious. <laughs> my precious. The alcohol. The chest is full of the greatest cheser of all. Whiskey and scotch. I wonder if Ular is allowed to use their extra player because the host isn't around to call them out on it. Right. He's just not pay- paying attention. Or just not there. He's like he's fucking full gone. on not there. You think I'm he... pretty sure he dips out, doesn't he? I don't think he dips out. Uh, I'm pretty sure he dips. You don't think he's not even observing? No. Nah. He explains the challenge and then fucks off. Yeah. He doesn't want to fucking wait around for these fuckers. I've got a chest of booze waiting for me back in my hotel room. <laughs> I gotta, I... I have, now that I can't do an accent, I've got to land on a Mark Austin impersonation. That's not just my own voice workshopping it does it go lower does it go higher does it change in like texture it just needs the right amount of weariness and disgust at where i currently find myself okay and drunkenness i've decided i am feeling like (laughs) i (laughs) i don't like it here (laughs) okay it's a start it's a baseline So they take their precious, precious beer, and then their unfermented beer, oh, also known yep. as fruit. Yep. That's how you make beer, right? It's just fermented fruit. And they go back and party. I mean, no, it's like hops. It's like wheat. <laughs> right. It's like corn and shit. But, you know, vodka comes from potatoes, right? Some. Mm. Some of it. Some. Some. Some like it tatered. Okay. Okay. They go back to have a little party. We're at Halong then? No, no let's Ular. do Ular's little party before yeah. we go. Ular, they're partying it up. They're talking the odds of who they think are going to win. Um, Eve is gagged that they've won. She's all, oh, life is usually so difficult, but today it's easy. And then she opens a fucking beer with her teeth. <laughs> yeah, right. I, like, she looks, what opens like, a fucking beer with her teeth. Life has smacked Eve around. She's hardened. She's talking about how tough life is and then cracks a cold one with her mouth. This is how Brits get the stereotype of having bad teeth. These okay? big, these like very large, <sighs> comically large bottles of beer that have no label that they're drinking. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's delicious. You know, they're sitting back drinking that beer. They're Brew Altiga. Yeah, Brew Altiga. 
And they're talking about how they fucking destroyed the other team, just like gloating about they it to themselves. Suck. And it's like, of course you destroyed them when you have an extra player, you pieces of shit. Hey, they don't care. Ugh. I think that they're all losers. And I don't like them. They're, I... they're doing something I hate. They're plotting that post-merge, they're going to stick together. They're not. Pew, pew, pew. I always want them post-merge to embrace the new tribe dynamic, to forget old bonds and forge new bonds on the new tribe. But of course, the original tribe looms so large. And, and they've I... just full on decided that they're going to be tight post-merge. And I mean, this being the first season, which happens near the first season of America like it's early in survivor history like yeah people aren't fucking strategic back then as much like they're just like fucking doing it and so like them to like okay we're gonna like all stick together one in six chance it's like okay that's like as deep of a strategy as they're gonna like allow themselves to go kind of the basic obvious thing to do which still carries over to the modern era though largely <laughs> Now, here's a question I have for you, Cody. Okay. When you were a kid. When I was a kid. And you went to gym class. Back in the 90s, right? Only 90s kids remember gym class. Did you call it gym or PE? We called it gym's class, but my gym teacher was also named Jim. <laughs> Weirdly, every gym... I'm just kidding. We so called weird. it, uh, I mean, a mix. Usually gym, but mm. sometimes PE. I mean... I usually had PE. I think the class itself was maybe called PE, but we would call it gym. But physical I, education. That's what. That's the whole question. No. Um. When you went to gym class. Yes, gym's class. Did you play with a parachute? Did oh, you ever oh, do gosh. the yes, like parachute with balls on it and pop it up or like yes. pop it up and everyone run underneath it? And I I think post world war ii or post the korean war post one of our many conflicts there must have just been a tur uh, surplus of parachutes i almost said torpedoes <laughs> because i looked ahead in my notes and after one of our many bloody bloody conflicts we had a surplus of parachutes every american child has the parachute day in gym going back to like the fucking 50s because that's the last time we had a major war so then, is this, like, a callback for people on Ular? There's, like, one of the... I don't remember who it is. It might be Eve, even. Running around with the parachute that that came down from the first challenge. I don't know. That the box came down. Do you think that that's, like, trying to imitate a parachute or trying to do, like, a kite Does vibe? Does she have a parachute? Yeah. From the first challenge when they yeah, dropped well, that, the crate. That makes sense. I think she's just fucking around with it. I don't know if she's necessarily referencing the like game and gym where you play with a much bigger parachute. I just, you know. Maybe. I wonder if UK kids also have that day in PE or gym where they play with a parachute. Because, I mean, I mean, they probably have a bunch of surplus parachutes as well. Right? Maybe even wars. more. Also... What do you you should just be on the podcast permanently now, Peter, because we always want to talk you questions. Talk you questions. Yep. Yep, Americans. So, okay, what silly thing do you think Brits call physical education? It's got to have some weird off-kilter, like... Tootleroo class. Tootleroo class. Oh, shoot. <laughs> God damn it. You, that was entrapment. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like skipping me bonnet days or something or like skipping me you know because you don't eat your like fried dough oh. that morning because you have oh, to damn. you have to run the mile so they call it skipping me bonnet days when they wouldn't eat like a bunch of fried dough because that's what they eat for breakfast right fried dough just beans hold the toast days <laughs> exactly straight bean day straight bean day bean and day mom but now it's just called Everybody Bean Day, so it's all inclusive. Everybody Bean Day? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you ready to go over to Halong? Halong, their spirits are high despite having lost. Uh, except for Adrian, who feels like it's all pointless now. Yes. it's We always put in so much effort. Charlotte is called a human torpedo. And Adrian is, I mean, 
he's just so down in the dumps. He's, he's a pouty bringing, little baby. Everyone's doing okay despite the loss. And then Adrian comes in with this, oh, we're such good losers because we have lots of practice talk. And just real nihilism, despair, not doing anyone any favors. Go back to your bed and call your mommy to make breakfast for you, Adrian. Yeah, we're all over you, Adrian. You know who's never had a just beans day? Who? Adrian. He always has his beans on toast. He always has his toast. Even now, though it makes him sluggish in Tularu class. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian is sulking while Charlotte and the rest of the boys prance on down to the water town. Simon, Andy, and Richard take charlotte out to the ocean to plot and then simon like holds her and they all they're all just like fanboy simping around charlotte you mean that they're starting to film a soft porn it's got really that's weird. what's happening they're start. they're in the opening shots of a gangbang soft porn they're all surrounding Charlotte in the water. Simon at one point is holding her for some reason and dunking her in the water. And then they're just all like, oh, don't forget us when you're famous, Charlotte. We love you, Charlotte. We always talk about how you're the one who's going to win the million. It's like a bunch of 11-year-olds around a hot 18-year-old girl. It's mm -hmm. very bizarre. They're all very horny for her, clearly. Yes. I don't know what is going on here. Did Charlotte suck someone's dick? All three of their dicks underwater? No, because the white the lady was married. Peter, I need to know. I need I couldn't find I need anything. to know. I know. I Googled it too. Hashtag I... suckgate two thousand one. Now I say suckgate. I have to explain this to our UK listeners. Here in America, <laughs> here in the good old US of A. We're stupid people. And there was a scandal at the Watergate Hotel in the 60s. Yes. So now any scandal, literally any scandal in the U.S. has the word gate, gate attached to the end of it. Because one scandal that's moderately famous, although most Americans couldn't explain what that scandal was. No. Uh, it now gets the word gate added to the end. Exactly. Hence, suck gate 2001. Thank you. A Thank you for that. A little history lesson. Um, I appreciated that. Now, just like that explanation of gate, mm. the host's voice comes out of fucking nowhere and starts talking to us. The disembodied voice of Mark Bailey. Yes. Children, it's me, Mr. Bailey. And they're going to have to go to tribal. Hope they can figure it out. Listener, listen to how many times I can say a different last name for the host and see <laughs> when Jackie does or does not call me on it. I don't know his name. <laughs> is his name Mark Austin? Is it Mike is it... or Mark or Mitchell? It's Mitchell Robertson? Beanley. Okay, Mitch cool. Beanley. Uh, Charlotte and Simon are trying to talk about if they should get Andy out. James feels like Adrian needs to go home. Andy starts packing his bag pre-tribal, ever prepared, Mr. Andy. And you know who doesn't pack a fucking bag? Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> we'll get, we'll talk about that. Um, Charlotte and Adrian are very tight, and Andy is very upset about this. Is it Andy who challenges? Char no, Adrian and Charlotte have a swimming race. Yes. And Charlotte, of course, wins. Uh, Simon walks with a fish and drops it into the ocean, of course, because he's dumb. Um, Adrian is going after James over his incompetence. Has hashtag to mistake James. Um, and then uh, Richard talks about how he's learned patience while being on the <laughs> island. Whereas having to deal with Adrian. Adrian, we cut to him saying he's learned absolutely nothing. Right. And what is he going to do with his life? He just seems like <laughs> purposefully a stupid asshole like a bro i haven't grown at all and i've learned nothing and i think that's good and hilarious the culture of broism started here with adrian oh wow and was modeled from him that's so like in modern terms bro equals adrian should we go to tribal <laughs> fucking go to tribal I, I can't top that type of philosophical thinking so i I think we should go to tribal. So the host asks how everyone's feeling about the merge. Cause you know, you weren't going to be here again, but now you are here. Um, and you know, every episode he's warming up a little bit. He's asking a little more questions. He's feeling them <laughs> out a little bit. He's almost the host. 
He's like 80% there. He's 80% to host mode. Now, I will say, the host kind of let go of being told to shut up or stop asking dumb questions at last tribal and is just like... He's all professional. Pushing ahead. Yep. He asks how they feel about the merge, and then he tells James to go vote first. Um, Richard... Wait, wait. No, you've got more? Adrian does get his bad attitude in and says, only the last of us have hope. They're just going to pick us off. And only if the last of us can win an immunity challenge so that they have to cannibalize themselves, does any of us have a chance? Adrian's a real downer. He is. As always. Now so we can go vote. Richard goes to vote. <laughs> he takes a dig at Adrian's bad attitude when voting for him. James. We see Charlotte vote for James. Oh, oh. I just have in my notes that James said it was a team decision based on failures. Ooh. Um, Andy, are you sure James says that? No, maybe it was said about James. I think it's said about James. His okay. failures. Yes, Be he funny. was the failure. James voted for himself because of his failures. <laughs> James accidentally voted for himself. He wasn't listening and thought you're supposed to vote for who you think supposed to win. <laughs> Interesting um, that Simon gets put in the position of tiebreaker here. Yes, Andy votes for Adrian. And then Mark Austin goes to get the votes. Mm -hmm. And I did notice that the, the vote container has kind of a fun egg-shaped vibe to it. Okay. Like a little egg pot. Into it. I, I'll have to notice next time. Hashtag egg pot. Cool. The votes come in, Jackie. Yep. Two for James. Bang, bang. One for each of his mistakes. Yep. He's now been absolved. Exactly. He's clean. He has been washed clean by the blood of the lamb. <laughs> Three for Adrian. He's not clean. Has he been shot or is he in shock? <laughs> right. He says, he either says, I'm in shock or I've been shot. <laughs> I don't know. You One can, of the two. You can tell that we're Americans. You got something on our minds. Always afraid of being shot. <laughs> I mean, go to a movie theater. Are we going to die of a mass shooting tonight? Go to school. Am I going to die at work today? Go to get the mail. Is someone going to drive down the road and shoot me while I'm at the mailbox? Ice cream from the grocery store. Oh, my Armed God. In the ice cream freezer waiting for me <laughs> in the freezer lurking behind the ice cream for you. I mean, that's just if you don't find a loose gun laying on the sidewalk or in your mailbox and but... accidentally bump it and it kills you. <laughs> right. um, uh, Adrian goes and kisses Charlotte on the cheek. Yes. And a, is that a classy move? Um, he's in a, a clean white shirt, mm. which I thought was interesting. Clean and white. Um, and then he extingu extinguishes his flame very quickly. He leaves silently after kissing Charlotte. And the host says, tomorrow you begin your new lives on the island. That's like what it feels like, his vibe. Post credits. Yes. And I did take notice that Ed Forstick was the program director for this episode. Go, Ed. And his four dicks. Four's dick. Mm. Um, Adrian. His partner likes it. Adrian says that he was so confident that he wasn't going to be voted off that he left both his shorts and his hat back on the beach, which is hilarious. It is funny. And then uh, we also get Andy using the line that he's multiple times. Um, that the only way Adrian would be able to survive on the island were to be if there were a burger joint. I mean, makes sense. That would make it a lot more viable to stay alive. It would make it easier. You know. It's just, a, you know, <laughs> it's like a joke that you can tell that he said that he thinks is funny. And he's now repeated it maybe Five? four times yeah. in the series. I mean, he thinks people are getting a good kick out of it. He doesn't realize that he's coming off like an asshole. I think he does know he's coming up as an <laughs> asshole and it, relishing it. Okay. And then join us tomorrow for Adrian's story, mm. which I always, you know, is apparently just an interview with them, but I hope is like a made for TV movie about Adrian's life up to the moment he's voted off survivor. Also, like, can we just skip over Adrian? Yeah. He's just going to be real negative. Good riddance. I hope he had like a really positive energy and was really funny and like was the energy that they weren't expecting, but I doubt it. I don't know if being voted off Survivor 
pre-merge is going to do much to like raise his good attitude. True. Well, that brings us to the end. We're of, at the merge, Jack. I know. Fucking episode six. Holy We're cow. ready to go into number seven. I can't believe we've made it so far. We are going to keep pushing ahead with Survivor UK. We are almost to a new season of Survivor South Africa, which is crazy. Sometime this summer, we're going back in time to Syracuse. And soon, we're going to start covering Survivor Philadelphia. There's so much going on. June is going to be a fruitful month now that Whoopi Week is over. Stick with us. Go watch us eat some beans. Look for other queen challenges being completed as the year goes on. And treat yourself to some toast yourself. Yeah. Find us at INT Survivor Cast. Follow us on YouTube. On Instagram, Instagram. Facebook. All the things. And tell your friends to listen to us because we're funny. And tell your enemies to listen to us because we're also stupid. That's great. <laughs> well, we'll see you next time. Top of the morning. Bye-bye.